Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic in Beauty for Ashes, based on our reading of Numbers chapter 19, verses 17 through 20. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. And for an unclean person, they shall take up the ashes of the burnt heifer of purification for sin, and running water shall be put thereto in a vessel. And a clean person shall take hyssop, and dip it in the water, and sprinkle it upon the tent, and upon the vessels, and upon the persons that were there, and upon him that touched a bone, or one slain, or one dead, or a grave. And the clean person shall sprinkle upon the unclean on the third day, and on the seventh day, and on the seventh day he shall purify himself, and wash his clothes, and bathe him in water, and shall be clean at even. But the man that shall be unclean and shall not purify himself, that soul shall be cut off from among the congregation, because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water of separation hath not been sprinkled upon him. He is unclean. What a powerful message God is giving to us today regarding the purification of the uncleanness of our soul. Here we see in Numbers chapter 19, God addressing what the children of Israel should do if someone touches the body of a dead person. In verses 17 to 20, God outlines the process that should be used to, to, the, to purify a person that is unclean. The word of the Lord said, and for an unclean person, they shall take of the ashes of the burnt heifer of purification for sin, and running water shall be put thereto in a vessel. And a clean person shall take hyssop and dip it in the water and sprinkle it upon the tent and upon all the vessels and upon the persons that were there and upon him that touched a bone or a slain or a dead or a grave. And the clean person shall sprinkle upon the unclean on the third day and on the seventh day. And on the seventh day he shall purify himself and wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and shall be clean at even. But the man that shall be unclean and shall not purify himself, that soul shall be cut off from among the congregation because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water of separation has not been sprinkled upon him. He is unclean. One of the first things that jump out at me is the fact that an unclean person could not apply the remedy to remove their uncleanness. It took another person to apply the remedy. But notice also the remedy was not applied by any and any person. The remedy had to be applied by someone who was clean. This reminds me of the following passage of scripture, which says in Galatians 6 and verse 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Here God is reminding us 
that in order for us to assist anyone who is unclean, we must take the beam out of our eyes first before we can try to help those who have a moat in their eye. We must receive the cleansing from the Lord before we can assist those around us to get the cleansing they need. Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this passage of scripture, he said the following, how the ashes were to be used and applied in these cases. One, a small quantity of the ashes must be put in a cup of spring water and mixed with water, which thereby was made, as it is here called, a water of separation, because it was to be sprinkled on those who were separated or removed from the sanctuary by their uncleanness. As the ashes of the heifer signify the merit of Christ, so the running water signifies the power and grace of the blessed Spirit, who is compared to rivers of living water, and it is by His operation that the righteousness of Christ is applied to us for our cleansing. Number two, the water must be applied by a bunch of hyssop dipped in it, which the person or the thing to be cleansed must be sprinkled. In allusion to which David says, Purify me with hyssop. Faith is the bunch of hyssop wherewith the conscience is sprinkled and the heart purified. Number three, the unclean person must be sprinkled with his water on the third day after his purification and on the seventh day. The days were reckoned from the last time of his touching or coming near the dead body, for he would not begin the days of his cleansing while he was still under a necessity of repeating the pollution. But when the dead body was buried, so that there was no further occasion of meddling with it, then he began to reckon his days. Number four, though the pollution contracted by only ceremonial, yet the neglect of the purification prescribed would turn into a moral guilt. He that shall be unclean and shall not purify himself, that soul shall be cut off. Verse 20, note. It is a dangerous thing to contempt divine institutions, though they may seem minute. Our uncleanness separates us from God, but it is our being unclean and not purifying ourselves that will separate us forever from Him. It is not the wound that is fatal so much as the contempt of the remedy. End of quote. Today, let us ask God to apply the remedy of the ashes and the water to our soul so that we can receive the cleansing and purification that will make us fit for eternity. I pray that we will surrender every single year of our lives to the total control of the Holy Spirit so that the purification that we need will be applied, thereby making us fit and ready for eternity. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the reminder that you will always get someone clean Jesus Christ to purify us who are unclean because of our carnal nature thank you Lord for the reminder that there will always be a cleansing that can be found in the blood spilt 
on the cross of Calvary. Help us, Lord, to put our trust in you and to recognize there can be beauty for ashes. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.